listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Welcome to Cinema 7. How many times can I say welcome in the intro here? Uh, there's a bunch of Jokers in this room. If you are listening, you're part of that that group. So uh, welcome, Joker. You Joker. Welcome. Welcome to this very fresh episode of Cinema 7. I'm your host, Mario B. And today I'm going to be talking about maybe only less than a handful of things. Uh, usually I update you lately about what's been going on with my life. Um, nothing new going on, uh, really. But uh, welcome to any to Cinema Seven. If you've never listened to us before, we're about life, friendship, and entertainment. Um, lately it's just been me. Uh, I can get my friends on, or the other two guys who've been hosting with me for a few years now, Chris Hawk and John, for special episodes. But uh, recently, it's just been me talking about uh, life and uh, the friendship part. Is obviously, I have a lot of my friends on. And entertainment is because this podcast mainly consists of uh, me and my friends talking about movies or TV shows, um, music or anything. Kind of going to try to start headed in a direction where I'm going to be talking with uh, maybe small business people or... Uh, local artists, uh, you know, have like a artist corner or something specialized episode. I don't know. Try to do something different with the podcast. It might have a new name soon. I don't know yet. Still thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm only going to be talking about a handful of things today. If if you've uh, been listening to Cinema Seven, welcome back. Obviously, I said it in the beginning. Um. Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode, or last few episodes of me just talking. I did mention a couple episodes ago about uh, unions and how I don't really know how unions work. I talked about WWE setting up a union. And since then, I've seen a rumor that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. wants to create a wrestling company that uses the Screen Acting Guild as its uh, backing so that the performers or wrestlers, sports entertainers, whatever you want to call them, can get unionized under that Screen Acting Guild. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of money floating around that, so that would be very helpful to wrestlers in general because they are, in a lot of ways, actors and performers. And, and uh, it's athletic stage performance, you know, so... Uh, It'd be pretty cool if he can ever get something going. Uh, but my buddy, who's on the podcast, he's a longtime member. He's been on the first episode with me, and he's on here every now and then. He, Chris Hawk, he's actually part of a union for his, his 
electrician trade that he does as his uh, day job. But he's going to come on eventually and, and talk to us about unions and how they work and um, mostly probably about how his union works or, or how maybe a union could work for something like that or, or uh, you know, just so I'm more knowledgeable and maybe we can um, translate it into something, you know, talk about. I'll do more research on the Screen Actors Guild because I think I said in the episode I wasn't too knowledgeable on unions, but I, I didn't want to just put my, my thoughts and opinions out there of wrestlers having a union without maybe understanding how union works. So I uh, just wanted to clear that up. Uh, nothing to really clear up from last episode. Uh, I know t- I talked about um, my past relationship and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Not bringing it up. Uh, it might come up in certain conversations maybe about, uh, you know, vulnerability, mental health maybe. Uh, um, I was supposed to be having another episode uh, talking with my other friend, Joey Hill. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, we're going to talk about communication and and reciprocating uh, in a relationship and, and certain things like that. I did an episode on it a while ago, but uh, I took it down. Um, so hopefully, I can get him on and uh, talk more about you know how it works for somebody else, you know, and 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 it might come up there here and there. But other than that, I'm going to try to leave it off the podcast and and move on. And, and not sit here and wish, you know, what I, what could have been or, or mope in my sadness of what I miss every day type of thing, you know, so I'm not going to bring, try to bring it up anymore. Um, but like I said earlier, I have only a handful of things to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about the Batman movie. I saw Batman. Uh, I saw the Obi-Wan trailer. I want to talk about that because there's a lot of things that been kind of bugging me lately about, uh, some things that I've, uh, seen in Star Wars, well, for a while now. So maybe I can clear some of that up and who knows, maybe someone out there has the same opinion as me. Uh, I am super excited for Obi-Wan though. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like I put on the... Instagram page when I shared the trailer to the story uh, I said let's fucking go because I am fucking excited and I am super pumped for Obi-Wan yes please and thank you okay let's go oh I got Crunchyroll because you know them and and Funimation have partnered up or I I don't know if Crunchyroll bought Funimation or you know the whole business acquisition or or partnership behind all that but I, I do know that Funimation and Crunchyroll have combined their libraries and so I got Crunchyroll and I've been watching some anime trying to find some new anime to get into I know it seems like every year there's that anime that fans really love like it's the it's the popular anime like last year was Demon Slayer year before that was My Hero or um, then a year before that was Attack on Titan or, you know, uh, my dress up darling right now, it probably is one, but, uh, you know, there's, there's always that one anime throughout a year that, uh, everyone is just always talking about. And that's the one that everyone sees. So I'm trying to watch the more, more obscure animes that no one has seen. Cause I'm a hipster. I like my action animes. I don't, I'm not a big fan of slice of life stuff. 
but I got country roll. If you have any suggestions, please send them my way. I will watch whatever you suggest. So let's talk about uh, the Batman. I saw it this weekend with uh, two of my friends. Uh, it is dark. It is uh, very... It's weird because it's dark, but at the same time, it's not... The the way it ends isn't dark. It's very hopeful. Like, it's dark and gloomy and and gray, and there's a... I love the color, the, the, the color palette in a lot of the shots because it's dark gray, it's red. Uh, red is definitely a theme throughout the movie, which is really cool. Overall, it's a, it's a really good Batman movie. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, fans who wanted a detective noir type of Batman. I am one of them. This is definitely a a great taste of what a awesome detective Batman movie can be. It's not 100% that because there are some elements to it that uh I I don't know. Like obviously he's he's trying to figure out riddles and stuff because the villain is the Riddler. Uh the Riddler has been my favorite since I I I was a kid. Um when the uh, Batman Forever came out. I used to love that movie as a kid. Uh Riddler everything question marks everything. I would draw question marks on on everything. Um Super big fan as a kid of the Riddler, Jim Carrey's Riddler, especially. Um, and then around that same time, Ray Mysterio Jr. came on WCW. He had question marks. I was all about the question marks, okay? So, you know, obviously at, at that age, five, six, seven, I dressed up as Riddler for Halloween, and it's stuck with me ever since. And, and Riddler's been my favorite Batman villain since then. So, uh, it's cool to get a really calculated smart riddler uh not saying jim carrey's character wasn't smart uh but to see a riddler that's ahead of batman is really cool um and he basically beats batman batman does not beat the riddler the riddler kind of turns himself in like Batman never catches up to the Riddler. Like the the Riddler is always about one or two steps ahead of Batman in this movie, and it's um, and I love it as a Riddler fan. I think they did a really good job. I think they re- did a really good job with this Riddler in the sense of um, when you first meet him, it's it's very ser- serial killer esque, Zodiac killer, uh, throughout the movie. You know, he he kind of does some social media new things they show on the news, almost like they do with the Joker and the Dark Knight. Um, but obviously, if you're going to do a more modernized Batman, you have to somehow make a social media or presence in media because everyone's going to report about it. Kind of get to the more psychotic break Jim Carrey Riddler towards the end, which is is a really nice transition once he becomes unmasked. You you get to see he's very unhinged. He's he's definitely um very a very playful uh type of Riddler in a sense. And if he's shows up in a in a second one, hopefully he's uh got the suit, which would be which would be really neat. But the they have the he he kind of has like a social media presence and on the dark web he kind of helped he kind of has these people who 
are fascinated with what his idea is and his plan and and uh you don't get a sense of that until the end which uh is why it's it's kind of not a detective batman because though he's trying to figure out who this person is the rat in the movie they say he's trying to figure out who the rat is in the movie um it, it kind of lingers on that too much. And then there's uh, him going to the same places back and forth a few times, um, which is fine. This movie's very grounded until the end um, when it's almost becomes a disaster movie, which that's my only negative about the movie is it's very grounded. It's very realistic. And then at the end, not saying that isn't realistic, but at the same time, it's uh, it kind of goes too big. For what the rest of the movie was like the rest of the movies uh trying to figure out who the riddler is where the riddler is uh trying to catch up to him since he's a step ahead of batman and the police by the time they do catch up with him um it kind of becomes a disaster movie which at the end like i said batman helps the people through this disaster the people of gotham and it uh, it becomes more hopeful than it does dark and gloomy. They knew that the Batmobile was a big deal in this movie because there's a giant reveal for the Batmobile, and uh, it's pretty badass how they reveal the Batmobile in the movie. It's almost kind of meta the way they do it, but it, it's they 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 rev it up. You know the the lights. It's in the shadows, the fog. Um, speaking of that, it's very rainy in this Gotham very it rains all the time it seems like and this Gotham is pretty much just New York City I always pictured Gotham more of like Pittsburgh or more of uh Chicago or uh, Detroit you know where Metropolis was like New York Metropolis was uh more I mean Gotham can even be like a Philadelphia you know like I always I didn't picture it more like New York and they definitely, you know, uh, used New York as the backdrop for this, maybe because we've seen Pittsburgh, uh, we've seen smaller, uh, Gotham type of city, like a Philadelphia, not like a giant, like, uh, metropolitan area, like the big apple, like New York. Um, there's not many negatives I have with this movie. Um, Batman's very dry in this. Uh, there's a lot of uh, character to explore with this Batman. Um, there's a surprise at the end. Uh, I felt like they didn't really need to do that with uh, who's talking to the Riddler at the end. You know, uh, it's setting up the world. It's world building for this Batman. You know, you got you got Penguin. Uh, Colin Farrell's fantastic as the Penguin in this, like like top notch. Um, I just watched the dark Knight, rewatched it and, uh, you know, Gordon and Batman do have a relationship in that movie, but it's not like the relationship they show in this movie. Um, they're pretty much a team in this movie because the rest of, you know, obviously you can't trust anybody in Gotham besides the end, you know, it, it, it went a little too big. Hopefully they scale it back down in the next movie. Because Marvel, you know, I feel like Marvel's like, okay, we went big. What do we do next? We go bigger. And that's a lot of the mindset in, in Hollywood or entertainment 
um, or telling stories, you have to go bigger than what you did last. And uh, hopefully, if they do scale it down, it makes sense. And uh, I'm excited. I I, I want to see more of this Riddler. Uh, you know, he he kind of had henchmen. So, you know, that fits with a Batman-esque villain. You know, Batman-esque villains always have henchmen. Um, they were kind of influencer. He was kind of like an influencer in a dark web. He had uh, these people he influenced to help his plan. Uh, I say they're henchmen. But uh, I, I can't stress how good this Batman movie is. I think it's top three Batman movies. I think it's better than Dark Knight. Because I just watched rewatched Dark Knight, and I, I think this one's definitely better. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Riddler fan and I'm biased, but because I, I think it's a, overall a better paced movie, and uh, the storytelling is a lot better than uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Though Batman Begins, I think, is a better Batman movie than the other two in the Nolan trilogy. Obi-Wan. So let's talk about uh let's talk about Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan trailer. Uh I am super duper excited for the Obi-Wan, like I said earlier. Um the one gripe that I have that apparently everyone wants to see is Obi-Wan fight Darth Vader again. I do not want to see Obi-Wan fight Darth Vader again at all. Like at all. I don't think they should touch. Now, me and the boys, John Kenoki and Chris Hawk, we did an episode on Obi-Wan uh, when they were talking about an Obi-Wan movie about three or four years ago. We did an episode uh, called Pitch It or Fix It, which we just, we never really did a fix it. We did one where we tried to fix Spider-Man 3, but so we mostly do pitch it, but uh, we pitched our own Obi-Wan movie. And my Mace Windu movie was kind of a flop, so I kind of mixed Mace Windu into my Obi-Wan movie, and I felt like it would be a good idea to explain why he doesn't fight as well in A New Hope, so you can go back and listen to our Pitch It or Fix It Obi-Wan movie episode in our archives. Uh, if you want to, you don't have to, I understand, it's a lot, lot to do to go back, you know, people don't want to go back, they don't want to go forward, I get it. The idea of Inquisitors, though, I want to get into this. Because, uh, you know, we make a big deal about how Anakin brought balance back to the Force when both he turned, because there's only two Jedi, two Sith, and how he wiped out all the Jedi. And then uh, we make a big deal about him bringing balance to the Force back when he kills the Emperor. Um, George Lucas, I don't think, ever really confirmed any of those theories. But the idea of there not being any Jedi or Force users in Episode 4 is prominent with, um, that's an ancient weapon, uh, you know, ancient re religion of the Jedi, and, and which pisses off Vader in the one scene where he chokes the guy. So it's, it's like, why are there still Force users with the Inquisitors? You know, like, why, why are they dictating... Um, well, there's no Jedi, because that's an ancient religion. You know, that's an ancient weapon. Like, they don't know it exists. 
you know, Han Solo's like, oh, you, you know, laser sword, whatever, you know, blaster, you know, kind of like hinting at he doesn't really see a need for those type of weapons or hard, are, are those weapons still around? You know, like it, it's kind of weird um, how now, you know, during this time frame, there's inquisitors who are force users. They have lightsabers. Why is that a thing? When they introduced Inquisitors, uh, you know, they just had the one, the Grand Inquisitor, who's in the Obi-Wan show, who looks absolutely terrible in the show. Um, you know, I was okay with because, you know, the Force Unleashed game kind of introduced. Vader wants to have this apprentice. Uh, Emperor wants to have a backup plan from Vader. It makes perfect sense, right? To have one. I was like, Grand Inquisitor, same thing. But then they introduced so many Inquisitors, and it's super ridiculous that they use the Inquisitors to hunt Jedi when they're basically Force users and stuff themselves. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if people don't believe, like Han Solo, like those type of people, that there are Jedi or that those type of people exist in the universe anymore or ever did, like they're myths, you know, from the past then how do they not know about these Inquisitors that the Empire is using to either A, hunt down Jedi, or uh, enforce law in, a, in the universe? Like, people would then know that Jedis existed, and they weren't fake, and that their religion or parts of the religion are still being practiced and, and used today to train these inquisitors. You, you see what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it kind of messes with the lore that the original trilogy set up. And, uh, that's all stems from rebels. And I, and I feel like clone wars does the same thing to the prequels. It kind of, uh, screws with the lore that was developed in the, uh, the prequels. But I mean, I guess you can argue that the Clone Wars was run by George Lucas, so that's more on Lucas, but Rebels, I think, is completely in the timeline when Disney bought Star Wars, so I, I feel like I can blame Disney for that. Uh, then again, you know, if I had to argue with myself, I guess uh, it's almost like KGB or FBI or CIA uh, secret operative missions like that we probably don't know about or special forces in the military. Maybe not a lot of people know about what the Inquisitors are doing, or um, maybe they only go to remote locations and try to stay hidden, almost like a secret op or special operations type of mission for the Empire. Who knows? Hopefully it's explained that way in uh, Obi-Wan, so that in my head canon it makes sense. But if not, I guess that's going to be my headcanon anyway. I'm super excited for Obi-Wan. I hope they get everything right. It's uh, it, it's great storytelling, well-placed. Uh, the episodes are long enough to, to tell a, a great story. Um, I hope the pacing is perfect, but I, I'm just excited to watch it and, and see what it is and, and hopefully I, I don't judge too much and I enjoy what I see. I'm a very opinionated and, and, and stuff with Star Wars, so uh I wanna like it, I wanna love it, um, but you know, maybe I'm part of the problem. So 
we'll see what happens when it when it comes out. Uh, I'll probably take off that day, so I'm gonna be free that day for sure. That's all I really wanted to talk about with you guys. Um, I know the last few episodes, uh, probably since November, you know, I've been talking about my headspace and and being in being in a place where I didn't want to be uh, mentally. Um, I, I have been sad, depressed. Uh, I've been in some dark places over the last few months. Um, doing the best I can. I'm doing a lot better now. So I, I, if I've talked about, you know, being suicidal or being in a place I, 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 uh, I, you know, was in like a hole that, that mentally I couldn't get out of. Um, you know, I'm still emotional every day, but you know, I, I think I'm getting better. Um, I had to take myself out of that hole and, and, uh, I'm almost to the top. I'm getting, it's a slow, steady race, uh, with mental health and, um, you never quite win, but you can do what you can to, uh, it's like Mario Kart, you know, I can come in second and still get the top of the leaderboards if I come in first at least once. Right. You know, so uh, I'm getting there, I'm working on it. You know, I, I'm in this dark room and, and there's no light or the light that I see is so far away that every time I run towards it, um, I don't feel like I'm getting any closer. Uh, but, you know, lately the light's been getting brighter. The room has been less dark. So I'm working on it. Uh, don't worry about me. I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. I said I wouldn't talk about my ex anymore, but, uh, you know, when you, when you still really care about someone and, and oh my God, like you still want to be there for them and do stuff for them. It's, it's hard, but you gotta, you gotta move on. You gotta get over it. And if anyone else is going through the same thing, I'm right there with you. Um, if you know, to change the subject though, you know, real quick, cause, cause, uh, not only my ADHD, but also to get myself off of this subject. Um, if you want to see Batman, hopefully I didn't spoil too much for you. Definitely go see the Batman. It's really good if you're into superheroes, if you're into that type of thing, if you're a DC fan, if you're a Batman fan, definitely go see the Batman. If you're just excited as I am for Obi-Wan, I'm right there with you, man. We can link up, we can watch it, we can uh if anyone ever wants to do a uh watch party with me, hit me up. We can uh we can watch party an episode of Obi-Wan. It would be uh, super fun and, and um, maybe make a new friend out of it. Uh, who knows? Uh, oh, Tidewater Comic Con is right around the corner. Uh, I can't wait to go to Tidewater Comic Con. That's close to when Obi-Wan comes out as well. Uh, I'm excited to go. Uh, the one year they gave us press passes for the podcast, That was we we're super grateful for that. Uh, but if you... Um, uh, I, I've been wanting to go the last two years, but you know, they had to postpone it because of COVID and stuff. So uh, I'm real excited about this one. I'm definitely going to be there. Maybe I'll be in my Cinema 7 shirt. If you see me say, and you listen to Cinema 7, be like, Hey, yo, what up? You know, but that's probably not going to happen because I don't know how many people listen to this podcast and I don't know who's going to listen to this episode, but if you do, I appreciate you. And as always stick in there. 
tough it out. Um, if you need to go to somebody, communicate your feelings. Um, don't be afraid to tell people how you feel, especially ones that you feel like you can trust. Um, people you love will definitely love you back and they want to know how you're feeling. Uh, trust is a, is a hard thing to give out these days, but um, if you feel like you trust somebody, tell them how you feel and, and uh, you know, hopefully you can, they can help you, guide you. Uh, support you because we all need a little support sometimes so you know other than that I, I hope you enjoy your rest of your day your rest of your week uh, whenever you listen to this I hope you enjoy whatever's going on I love all my friends I love you all uh, peace out I'll see you next time oh before I go uh, I know I called you guys a bunch of jokers in the beginning you're not jokers okay you're beautiful people And I hope you beautiful people stay that way. Check, please.